following is a paid program on 630 WLAP. This is the Tom Dupree Show on News Radio 630 WLAP and WLAP.com. Welcome to the camp. I guess you all know why we're here. My name is Tommy, and I became aware this year. If you want to follow me, you've got to play pinball. And put in your earplugs, put on your eye shades, you know where to put the cork. Welcome to the Tom Dupree Show. I think I missed this one. This is uh, the man who sold the world, and it's actually a kind of a newer version, and David Bowie is going to be releasing some uh, previously unreleased new material this year. So it always amazes me that these artists that pass, how much material they, they had is still out there. hasn't been released. released. Like so, we're looking for a new Elvis album pretty soon. I, I know I am. Yeah. So we'll pay tribute to David Bowie this <laughs> yeah. morning. All right. We have some special guests today on the Tom Dupree Show. Um, Divine Kam- Kamar- Karama. Yep. I bet Karama. you get called Kamara <laughs> sometimes. No, that's fine. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Karama. And Jackie Burgess. Hi. Representing, hi, you're, you're, uh, you're, Tell, <laughs> microphone is on, uh, button, I believe. Button, yeah, yeah, there you go. Hey there. Hey. There you are. Hi, Jackie. Hey. <laughs> How are you? Hey. Good morning. They are here representing the Fend movement. And, Guy, I'm going to let you. Do you want me to inter- kind of introduce yeah, the and, Fend and, thing? And okay. describe it because it's an interesting thing, but it's over my pay grade. Okay, Odyssey's a good good concept. Yes. We, we like that. Uh, so you guys know, listeners know, I like to I speak a lot to the recovery initiative in this community, something I'm very passionate about, and this is something that I'm extremely excited to uh, talk about today and, and to have these great guests with us. FIND, y'all, stands for Full Energy No Drugs, and the name in itself is just spectacular. Full Because that's, you know, when you think about the challenges and the difficulties that we face today with drug addiction in, in our world, we must start with the solution, and the solution is we, we've got to start educating our youth at an age when they can learn the real consequences of making a bad choice to use drugs, period. And that is what FIND is all about. It is a mobile cell phone application, and I like to use this term, it's, it, it uses gamification, which our youth love, which teaches them, educates them about this issue that we're facing, yeah. drug, drug addiction, the consequences. So it's an app on the phone it's that's a app. game that, that right, right. shows you about drug addiction. Right. But what's so exciting about this is it's free. 
I mean, it's it doesn't cost anybody anything. So right. now I'm getting far too ahead of myself. I want to pause for a moment. The fact that these two folks are in the studio today to talk about this is really what we need to do. We want we want our folks out there in the world to know who and what we're doing to fight and combat this difficult sure. initiative. We have with us Divine and Jackie, and I, I want Jackie to probably launch us into this today, if you will. Uh, Jackie is a psychologist, and she's actually from a doctor of psychology, correct? Psychiat. Uh, no, I'm actually, a, um, so I have a, I'm a, um, what a PhD. PhD, okay, PhD. Yeah, but so my, ba- I mean, I'm not a psychologist, but my background is in injury prevention. Injury prevention. Mm-hmm. But she's from Australia, and we, by the way, our prayers to you and your family and all the folks over there with the difficult situation you all are dealing with. We may talk about that a little bit later yeah. if, if we have time. But um, she is probably the reason this app came about. Her husband is an entrepreneur who has been extremely engaged in launching numerous technological companies throughout the country. And these two formed. And why don't you kind of introduce how this how this whole thing started? Because I, I think it's a great story. And then we'll get into what we're really doing. Sure. So he probably tells the story better than I do. But uh, I was doing my um, doctorate in uh, injury prevention in children, actually. That's what I was focused on. So my background's in nursing. And I left nursing because I got... Uh, frustrated with seeing these injuries, same injuries over and over again, and the sa- treating the same diseases. So I wanted to get into uh, health education, disease prevention, injury prevention. And so I was looking at the, um, how to change parents' knowledge around burns, particularly in young children. And we were try- I was trying to think of ways that we could engage these young mothers. And, you know, and we know that often billboards or TV ads and brochures don't work and it's a one-way flow of communication, right? Yes. So we were trying to look at something new and different and around the same time, um, I went to uh, to hear a guy speak who used to work for Facebook and uh, he was talking about gamification and it was kind of like how to sort of incentivize people to do certain behaviors or, you know, by giving rewards and levels and badges and all these different things, you can actually get people to engage more and act certain ways. Right. So we were kind of like, huh. So I was saying t- after, you know, all these tech guys were talking and um, and I was went up to him afterwards and I was saying, do you think you could gamify injury prevention in children? And he was kind of like, you know, I've never been asked that, but that's a great concept. And so uh, we started talking about it. I was talking... Um, to a few people, and they were kind of like, I don't know. Especially in public health, people tend to be a bit reluctant to try new things because they they, they tend to, you know, this is the way we've always done it. And oh, it yes. takes a bit of time to try, you know, stepping out of the box and trying new things isn't... Um, and you were, favorably. But you were focused on injury prevention for young new mothers raising children. Just around the house. It really, this didn't have anything to do with drugs at that point, no. correct? No, that's right. Right. Yeah. So anyway, um, we started talking about it. We did. I was doing a randomized control trial at the time, so I did. I launched this, um, an app for around this whole issue, and we so we had an app-based injury prevention um, intervention that we rolled out, 
with these young mothers and um, we had this great and we it included gamification elements and we had this great success it was you know statistically significant changes in knowledge and attitudes and that's what we look for in academia um, those sorts of results so we were like wow this is great so we then went on a um, bit of a trip around my husband's from right. the US and um, we went and spoke to some people at uh, CDC a man that we knew there that was involved in uh, research translation and we sort of told him we've got this idea you know we've got this app and we use gamification and these are our results and he was listening to us and he goes you know this could really change the way we do public health because it's taking this device that everyone's on and then using these gamification elements to engage people and you know we could change it because it's getting harder and harder to put you know ads on tv especially we had a few meetings like that where these people were just kind of like wow this is great we could really use this in much more than just childhood injury prevention it could be any kind of injury prevention or any sort of public health campaign so we got pretty excited we went back to australia where our um our tech team was at that time and we started developing this um the platform that the app sits on and um yeah we came over and started talking to different health departments here and but all we were saying yeah we can do um campaigns around uh obesity around diabetes around injuries for children violence against women whatever whatever your issues are you can roll it all out on a campaign you can do multiple campaigns you know and it's right and um but of course once we started talking they were saying you know so what are you doing around the around opioids you know, <laughs> yeah what are you doing around the opioid crisis because that's all we're focusing on at the moment we've got you know people you know we've, we're running out of room in the morgues so we were kind of like ah wow so we're running out of room in the morgues mm. yeah mm. Woo. we need to take a break it is the tom dupree show with fend news radio 630 wlap What's now? Iranians conducting these missile strikes. No Americans were harmed. What's next? Must abandon its nuclear ambitions. It's a high-stakes game right now. What's history? Understand the weight of this moment. It's what matters. What happens next? On News Radio 630 WLAP. I'm Tom Dupree Jr. Your retirement investment portfolio is too important to be managed by a one-size-fits-all menu of mutual funds or annuities at the other end of an 800 number or a website. Dupree Financial Group is local, right here on Main Street in Lexington. We specialize in individually managed, not mass-produced investment accounts. If you have a 401k or IRA, we can handle the rollover for you and generally have your money ready to invest within 10 to 12 business days. We design an individual account just for you, our client. Once your plan is implemented, we try to meet with you twice a year to review your plan and make changes if needed. This ensures that any concerns or questions you may have about your money are answered in a timely fashion. Call Dupree Financial Group at 859-233-0400 for a free review and be sure to listen to Tom Dupree on the weekends at News Radio 630 WLAP. 630 WLAP. Okay, this is a little more my speed. Yeah. I know this song. We're back on the Tom Dupree Show with people from Fend. Jackie uh, was talking about how the concept began to get started. And go ahead. So pick up right where you left off. So you were at the CDC 
talking to them, and they said this could be really change the whole public health initiative, particularly the drug sure. addiction. So, so, well, they they weren't talking about drug addiction; they were just excited about the possibilities. And then we went and spoke to some people at Johns Hopkins and then Harvard Medical School, and um, we sort of got the same message. And then um, we went and spoke to these. Um, Folks, health departments, and they were all about the opioid crisis, and so we went and started developing, researching that, and looking at what had been done, what what needed to be done, and so we wanted to focus on primary prevention. That's really where we wanted to start. And around the same time, we were approached from a um, a concert producer called Kevin Lyman, who has um, been producing the Vans Warped Tour, which is America's longest-running cross-country music tour which is run every year for the last 25 years. And it starts in California and it ends up in Florida. And uh, so it ha- was engaging kids. And so we came up with this idea of having a uh, opioid prevention app for youth. And that's where Fen started. And it was really about tying in uh, influences with these kids as well, these young people, because we know that music um, is like a international language, as it were. and. So we're really excited to, as we launch into Lexington, to have um, a musician, a hip-hop artist. Divine, do you want to talk more about that? Um, sh- sure. Um, I've been a hip-hop artist for about 14 years. Independent hip-hop artist. Um, opened up for LL Cool J. I know you remember LL. Yeah. Um, <laughs> um, to Black Eyed Peas, all yeah. the way up to Kendrick Lamar and J. Cole. So... I've kind of been in the game for a while. And one thing, you know, one of the biggest trends in, in mainstream hip-hop music, unfortunately, the last five or six years has been the glorification of drug use, which is actually kind of new to the culture. Um, back in the 80s and 90s, obviously hip-hop, not to give a history lesson, but is um, was always a voice for the voiceless, especially poor people, brown and black people in the inner city. That's how it started. Uh-huh. So a lot of early hip-hop artists would talk about dealing drugs because they felt like they were kind of in this situation where they were trying to survive. And so that's always been a part of the culture. Um, but what we've seen in the last five or six years is drug use has been glorified. And I think last year, Spotify and Apple Music said that hip-hop was the most streamed genre of music in the world. Um, really? Directly targeted to youth. Doesn't matter your race. Really? You know, doesn't matter what country you are, hip-hop's targeted to young people. So you have this popular art form targeted to the youth. And one of the main themes, unfortunately, from a lot of our mainstream artists is drug use. And it's the accessible drugs, the opioids. You know, back in the 80s and 90s, you had to go into the inner cities and the dangerous areas to get the drugs of the time. Now you can go to your mom's medicine cabinet. You know, now it's available at school even. Mm-hmm. Um, they're lacing marijuana and they're vaping devices. Um, I have two teenage daughters that say the first question they're asked when they're trying to meet new friends, do you take this drug? Do you do that drug? Um, Really? Immediately they're met with that when they're just trying to meet new people. Um, So I think it's just more accessible. It's more glamorized. Um, People are popping pills, sipping lean. You see it on social media. So some of our kids are dealing with trauma, so they go to drugs. But a lot of it is synthetic 
figuratively and literally where it's the cool thing to do. So what I loved about this and using my position as a hip hop artist, how can we make it cool not to do drugs? And you got to use social media. You got to use phone apps. You need people like me. We need athletes, people that these kids look up to saying, nah, this is not the way. So, right. um, so they launched this on Monday. The, there was a press conference, City Hall, the mayor. Yeah. A lot of uh, community leaders were there. And this is going to be rolled out in Fayette County schools immediately. The app is now available. You can download it today, right? Right. Uh, it's called the FEND app, F-E-N-D. Mm-hmm. It's all you have to type in your phone. But Divine is going to be working with the schools in engaging the youth to do this. You want to, y'all want to talk a little bit about that? Sure. Um, you know, working with our school system is something I've been doing the last few years anyway. Anyway, uh, right. Through mentoring programs and, and hip-hop workshops. Um, so we, now. Let's, 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 we got it. Divine has a download nonprofit. Tom's downloading the app yeah. right now, but Divine has a uh, nonprofit. Be- believe, believe forever. Believing in forever. Believing in forever, and a lot of folks know you locally because you're an impactor. You're a difference I maker. That God get the glory. Um, that. Gosh, and one of the things you do is the coat drive every year. Yes. Which has just been a huge success. How many years you been doing that now? So this was our sixth year. How many coats? Um, over 10,000 brand new coats for youth, for kids who need yeah. coats. Yeah. yeah, right. So, I mean, you're right in, well, you're right in the middle of all of this. In the, in the front line. Front line. Front line. And they love you and they respect you. And and plus, you're a hip hop, hip hop, I can't even say it, hip hop artist. Artist. Yeah. They like the bars. They like the bars. Yeah. <laughs> so, so go ahead. You know, it's about, and that's the thing, I think coming up in in hip-hop culture you know we were kind of taught to use that um you know our skill set for attention or you know um to be glamorized you know as a hip-hop artist you wanted the biggest chain or you wanted to be the nicest mc you know you wanted to battle other mcs but as i got older when i saw that actual impact i thought okay how can you use your clout as a hip hop artist to actually make a difference. And I think um, that's kind of where I'm at in my life. I have this impact with these kids, so what am I gonna do with it? An initiative like this are just no brainers for me because I'm tired of seeing young people die. Yeah. Um, yes. Tired of it. I see it too often. And even the ones that don't die, their lives are impacted um, through drug use in this domino effect. So, um, so for me, um, you know, this is something I'm really passionate about. When Jackie came to me, I was just like, let's do it. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. Tell, tell us a little bit about the app and what goes on with yeah. the app. Sure. So I, I love the app. Of course, I had uh, about 15 to 20 young people download it and give me their critiques. I got two teenage daughters. One goes to Lafayette. One's at Steam Academy here in Lexington. Uh They downloaded it and and gave me their critiques. And I think it's great. Um, It's real easy. And I think anything that is difficult because there's so much other stuff on their phone, they're just going to be like, I I don't have time for this. But it's simple. It's free. And it's incentive-based. Right there, you got the young people. That's right. Um, When you can get a free 
gift card, movie tickets, concert Con- tickets. Concert. Yeah. Um, I know my daughter was like, wait, they're going to be doing college scholarships? I'm like, yeah, you got to keep your push notifications on, yep. you know, more information coming. I love that college scholarship yeah. deal. And it yeah. could be a game changer for a lot of these kids, mm-hmm. you know, right? these these college scholarships. So um, for me, it's just it just makes perfect sense. And we're already seeing the impact. Um, I think we did the Allegra dance show yesterday and we had LTMS and I think we had like, 30 or 40 kids come up right away, download the app. But I think the part that kind of moved me the most is that they were showing me where they were already doing the quizzes. So they're already getting the information. Right. But the, the way you earn points is to get the information about the opioids. So when they're coming up, Mr. Divine already got 3,000 points. Uh-huh. And it's like, wow, they're not just downloading it, but they're actually engaging and um, so it's it's working. We're we're seeing it work already. And one of the biggest incentives is to forward it to a friend. So if if you you know call your buddy and say, "Hey, download this app," you get a bunch yeah. of reward points, mm-hmm. which right. is pure. And then there's going to be comp- There could be competitions among the schools. So going to be missions and competitions. So which school can get the most downloads? Maybe the most points. Then each month we'll have missions where, depending on how many points you earn, you'll get to engage in maybe a school-wide music concert. Yes. Or, you know, something like So each month we'll, we'll change the theme and, and do a different mission. And I think one thing I've noticed, too, is with young people, when things are trendy, that's what really makes it spread, you know, yeah. because I was joking with a girl I met last night. Um, she goes to Beaumont Middle School. And she was just like, yeah, I can't wait to earn my, my first gift card. She's like, I love Dunk, Dunkin' Donuts. <laughs> and I said, you know what? Like, you got to download that. So I like that, you know, because I think that's how it's going to continue to spread. And something like that is trendy. Instead of kids seeing other kids doing drugs and saying, yo, you know, where'd you get that? I want to be a part of that. Now they're going to be seeing these rewards, these incentives, athletes, musicians coming to their school. And they're going to be like, yo, I want to be a part of that. You know, you know, how'd you get a part of that? And 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 now we're we're educating kids and rewarding them at the same time. I just think it's a beautiful thing. Beautiful. Thank you. It is beautiful. Stay with us. You're listening to the Tom Dupree show. We're talking about Fend, full energy, no drugs. It's an app and it's a movement yes. among young people. And uh, we'll hear more about it in the second half of the hour on the Tom Dupree show. It's News Radio 630 WLAP. From iHeartRadio, number one for podcasts, fitness disrupted. When your car breaks down, do you take it to a trained mechanic with years of experience or do you take it to a celebrity? Then why in the world are you doing the same thing with your health? I'm Tom Holland, exercise physiologist and host of Fitness Disrupted, a groundbreaking podcast that debunks the top exercise and nutrition myths once and for all with science. You know who really loves fresh food? Amateur chefs, barbecuers, smorgasbordlers, snackers, bakers, and throw it in the microwavers. At Kroger, you can get all the fresh you want at a great price with same-day pickup and delivery because we believe in fresh for everyone. And now you'll find more ways to save on natural and organic food. When you download digital coupons, you can use up to five times in one transaction. Kroger, fresh for everyone. A life well lived. It's what everyone deserves. If you're dealing with serious illness or pain, 
or if you're a caregiver that needs support for your loved one, we are here to make every moment count. Visit Bluegrass Care Navigators, bgcarenav.org. Introducing Long John Silver's $10 Seashares. Pick up our six-piece fish, nine-piece chicken, 15-piece shrimp, or six crab cakes, each for just 10 bucks. Long John Silver's Fish Yeah! Pricing and participation may vary. Does not include cotter grilled. Tax extra. A mistake. Iran's president admitting and apologizing for the downing of the Ukrainian flight that crashed after takeoff from Tehran's airport. Iran's military say it unintentionally fired missiles that hit the plane. Today, Ukraine International Airlines President Yevhenny Dykna, speaking through a translator, confirmed pilots had been given clearance for that flight bound for Kiev. They have been given the permission to take off, and they followed according to the dispatcher's permission. All 176 on board were killed. The missiles fired just hours after Iran launched an attack on U.S. military bases in Iraq in retaliation for the American drone strike that killed Iran's top general. President Trump defended his decision to Fox News. I'm not somebody that wants to attack. I probably could have attacked five times, ten times, having to do with Iran. I've been very guarded. The president claims Soleimani was orchestrating attacks against Americans and U.S. embassies. I'm Michelle Franz in ABC News. We've got a very active weather day on tap across the area. High winds and the potential for strong to severe thunderstorms. Temperatures may also set a record today as we hit 70 to 75 before those afternoon and evening thunderstorms work their way across the area. Damaging winds, the primary players for many thunderstorms that go up today. We may see those gusts 50 to 60 miles per hour or a little greater with some of the stronger storms. We blow that air out of town into the day on Sunday. Still windy, but nowhere near as windy as what we have today. With a partly sunny sky, we'll see a high topping out into the upper 40s and low 50s. From the WKYT First Alert Weather Center, I'm meteorologist Chris Bailey on your official weather station, News Radio 630 WLAP. Broadcasting live 24-7 from the heart of Big Blue Nation. This is News Radio 630 WLAP, an iHeart Radio station. Got cabin fever? We've got the cure. The 63rd annual Ford Cincinnati Travel Sports and Boat Show now from Renfro Productions. It's the biggest selection of boat manufacturers ever. Shop boats, power sports, adventure sports, and travel destinations. Plus free kids trout fishing in the Tiny Tots Riding Adventure. Fishing is back with tackle vendors and top pros on the hog trough. Bring the whole family. January 17th through 19th and 22 through 26 at the Duke Energy Convention Center. Adult discount tickets available at Kroger. Buy tickets online and save at cincysportshow.com. Another Renfro production. Guys, the secret is out. If you want healthy intimacy, your body needs nitric oxide. And now you can boost your nitric oxide production faster than you thought possible with Ageless Male Tonight, the absurdly fast formula from the number one brand in male enhancement. Just take one capsule an hour before romantic activity. You'll get clinically tested ingredients that rapidly boost nitric oxide production. And it won't go unnoticed. Rush to 7-Eleven and get Ageless Mail tonight. Do you want to learn to speak a new language but don't have enough time? Then you need to try Babbel, the language learning app that you can try for free right now at Babbel.com. Babbel's lessons are just 15 minutes or less, and you can go at your own pace. You'll be amazed at how easy Babbel makes it. Start your first lesson in the language of your choice for free. Just download the Babbel app or go to Babbel.com now. That's B-A-B-B-E-L dot com.
630 WLAP. FIND, it stands for Full Energy No Drugs, and it aims at battling the opioid epidemic through educating teens. Now, FIND will engage youth by rewarding them for learning and taking action against opioids and other drugs. I love KY, a state full of hope. We're getting smacked with the reality of streets full of dope. Yeah. Opioid fatalities, kings turning fiends, kids vaping, they say weed open the gateway to cope. And the youth selling pills to get some shoes and clothes and hopes they follow. Put emojis on their posts and your queens have naked. They need the validation like blunts for the look. She don't even like the smoke. Now vice is formality for hypersexuality. Why look in the mirror when you can type your reality? You can be Back on the Tom Dupree show, we have the Love it. music of uh, Divine Karama. And he's addressing the drug problem in this song. Yes, sir. That is good. Yeah. You know, I had seen something on Twitter the other day, again, kind of pulling you into the, the hip-hop culture. They were debating about who the best storytellers were. And there's so many things you can do in hip-hop music. You can just kind of put words together. You can make people dance. Um, yeah. There's a lot of things you can do, but you could tell stories. So one thing I tried to do on this song to get people connected, tug on the heartstrings, is I wanted to tell stories of people, families, impacted um by opioids just so people could feel it um you know so that's kind of what what that song focuses on just telling some stories so right appreciate that appreciate y'all playing it so let's talk a little bit about what's really going on on ground zero with these kids i mean you know we've got a lot of statistics out there and everybody wants to voice their statistics Mm -hmm. but the truth of the matter is we are in a world war and this drug drugs are killing us at a rate much faster than war deaths yeah Mm -hmm. yeah um you know when we first launched the idea about the app there was a little blowback from from some people is this gonna work yeah um how do you know the kids are gonna download it why would they download it and, and this is no disrespect to anybody, um, but it kind of lets you know who is on the front lines and who isn't. Um, because I can't imagine somebody criticizing activity because we talk a lot about some of these issues, but unfortunately it's a lot of people talking about it. What Jackie and her team is doing is action. That's right. It's not going to hurt. No. So, therefore, it's nothing to criticize. It's not going to hurt the problem. We know that. But then also we do feel like education is always a good thing. And I think that's the main component that people are missing with this. And I think we're we're trying a different approach, too. Not only are we doing it on a a smartphone and we're using gamification, but our message is different. We're we're not doing, like, just say no, where we're saying Mm -hmm. you either abstain or you do drugs. If you do drugs, you're bad. Because that's what stops these kids from engaging with those sort of movements because well, they aren't even a movement. They're, they're being told that this is how you should think. Whereas what we want to do is we want to give kids the information in a way that's relatable to them. So we take this evidence-based research and then we say to them, here's the information so they can think critically about it and make a decision for themselves. Because if we just keep saying to kids, just say no, do this, it, it really takes away that power from the kids because they have to make that decision. And we can't say that 
you know, drugs yeah. are bad, therefore anyone who takes a drug is bad because these young people have friends and siblings and parents maybe or family members who do take drugs for, you know, for whatever reason because it's complex, right? It's, and right. so we, we can't, we don't want to talk about it that way. We don't want it to be judgmental. We're trying to say, here's the information so you can make informed choices. And because also we want to be able to reach kids where they're at. Some kids haven't used any drugs. Some kids may be experimenting with drugs. Some may be using it occasionally. We want to be able to reach all of them and say, look, yeah, if you're already doing drugs, then here's some information you should know. You know, there's, there's these counterfeit drugs out there. You may think that you're taking what you have always taken, but, you know, there's fentanyl that's laced in a lot of these things and right. yeah. you know you could die or you know wh what does an overdose look like and so we give them those sort that kind of information you know if you see someone at a party or s somewhere and they've you know have got bluish lips or fingernails they're labored breathing all these things we we say to them this is what you do to respond so they can save a life so we're trying to empower them and the idea is that mm. we're going to start out by giving them this information but then we want it to become this movement where we start getting user-generated content. We get youth involved in spreading the message. It's kind of like what happened in Florida with the um, the shooting. Sorry, the, yes. the name of the school eludes me right now. The school shooting in Parkland. Florida. Parkland. Yeah, Thank that's you. right. And, you know, you saw these young people rise up and say, enough, you know, stop telling us what you're doing about it. We're going to do something about it. You know, we're tired of being the ones that are affected by this. And so we want to sort of grab hold of that energy that young people have because they're looking for a cause. They're looking to belong, yeah. you know, to believe in something. So we're trying to tap into that, giving them good information, yes, rewarding them, but then it, it'll take on a life of its own. And I think that's that's the beautiful part about it. Uh, one thing I learned in family training is um, when I was growing up, you know, we were kind of taught almost to fear our parents. <laughs> so we kind of listened to them and respected out of fear. Um, but, it, you know, as you know better, you do better. And one thing I learned in family training is the difference between um, respect and understanding, but then also compliance. So you can make your kids comply through fear, or you can teach them to think critically and actually understand why this is wrong as opposed to just because at some point our kids don't fear us anymore so if we don't teach them to think critically as opposed to just fear us then are we really teaching them because at some point they got to live on their own so I think that's what she's speaking to that we're not just saying no 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 but we're giving them the information and we're allowing them the autonomy to to say okay this is why this isn't good oh, okay here's information even when they're talking to their friends, now they're equipped with the information as a pope. Excuse me, opposed to just saying all the time. Who do you think is going to make a bigger difference? Your teacher or one of your friends when they tell you something? You know, and they kind of pause and they think about it and they're like probably one of their friends because they're around each other every day. They resonate with each other. They go through the same things. So if we can empower them to be the voices on the ground, um, I think that's what's truly going to make the difference, and I think that's what the app is set up to do. It empowers them. And, you know, I want to say this. This is the message that I want people to really hear about FIND is it is not a just-say-no campaign. It has nothing to do with that. It's the complete opposite. Y'all said, said it best. We are empowering our youth. 
as it relates to this this epidemic because it is and jackie just mentioned the story of the the child with the blue lips so you know i can just see this occurring the kids are at a party having a great time and the kid on the couch right next to sally is passed out and has blue lips that's not good that's not good but sally has done the fend app Right. She's empowered. She's been educated. And she goes to Roger and says, Roger, Joe over here's got blue lips. This is not good. And then stands up and says, is anybody Narcan trained? Do we have any Narcan in the house? That's right. And for those of y'all that don't know what Narcan is, mm-hmm. and that's readily available for everybody now yeah. through, you know, good programs, it will reverse an overdose immediately. Lexington Health Department. Right. Got class free classes right now for the community. Um, in order for you to earn your your uh naloxone, I think is the naloxone, yeah, correct. Is the name. And um so I mean there's several things, but I know but, the Lexington Health Department is, is ha- has a campaign right now for that. Right. And I mean they'll come into the schools and train these kids. I mean, so these are just little things, but you know what's the deal here is we're saving lives. That's it. Right. You know? And That's the it. other thing that, that we sh- we're having we have in the app is teaching kids about the Good Samaritan laws because that protects the, the, the person who's calling and the person who may be overdose. So if it's a drug or alcohol-related emergency, both people, the caller and the person in trouble, um, are protected, have immunity. I mean, obviously that doesn't um, count if you have um, warrants or anything outside of that. But if it's a medical emergency and if there's drug-related paraphernalia around, things like that, the police come in, the first responders come in, and they treat the person. And it's all about saving lives. And kids knowing that is really important because, you know, we've got um, one lady on the app who talks about her brother who was 19 and he was drinking somewhere and then they popped a few pills. He overdosed. And they panicked because they were underage drinking and they left him and he died. And her message is, you know, don't leave anyone behind, you know, be kind. These laws are there to protect you. My uh, my brother would still be alive today if someone had just called for help. Right. Yeah. And some of those kids are living with that depression um, because that story is common where kids OD at parties or they're, they're having symptoms, overdose, and kids are afraid of the consequences. So they leave or they leave their friend at the party. And then when something happens to them, I deal with kids that are now living with that reality moving forward. And oftentimes that trauma leads to drug use, um, which I think you spoke, um, you know, multiple um, instances within groups of friends. People don't realize the residual impact um, that it has to just on communities, uh, families, families. so, yeah, that, that, that's that, that's good. Um, and, you know, we're, we're talking a lot about drug addiction, and, and that's the focus currently. But this is the thing that's so cool about this. Jackie is, you know, about child injury prevention. Mm-hmm. I mean, this deals with, can deal with depression, suicide with our youth, vaping, okay? I mean, there's all these other issues that this whole program can roll right into. You know, it can fill the need. We actually do have um, on the app at the moment. So we, d- our focus is opioids and then also benzodiazepines, right. commonly misused um, prescription medications, but also fentanyl, telling kids about fentanyl and counterfeit drugs. Yeah. But we also talk about 
mental wellness, about resiliency, because there is a correlation between um, co-occurring mental health issues and substance abuse. We're not sure, you know, it doesn't matter whether which is the cart and which is the horse, but we have to bring that into it as well because there is a roll-on effect from both of those. So Big time. I have to. Like, to me, that's, that's the true gateway. You know, people mm-hmm. talk about as marijuana gateway drug, and, you know, maybe we don't know, but I know that trauma is a gateway right. to drugs. And these kids being on the front lines, being an intervention specialist and, and a paraeducator in the schools, a lot of times <clears throat> teachers will come to me, Mr. Devine, he's got his head down, he's not paying attention. You know, I, you know he's, I, I just want him out of my class. He's bad. He's impacting the class. I'll pull the kid out of class and say, what's wrong? He's like, I'm hungry. I haven't eaten in 12 hours. Oh, you know what I'm saying? Yes. So sometimes we're we're just skipping over what these kids are going through um, and, 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 and think about the stuff we go through that we got to navigate as adults. We're str- strong in our faith. We have friends. We have experience we can lean on. These 12, 13, 14-year-old kids aren't, aren't strong in their faith yet. They don't have lifelong friends, lifelong experience to lean on. So where do you think the first place they're going to go? Yeah, They're going to go to these substances that their favorite rapper or pop star is glorifying on their Instagram. Yeah, You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So we got to attack the trauma. We got to attack the pain. We got to give them other outlets, which are also on the app, which is great, is there's a almost a, a, a place where you can... Yeah, tell us your story. Yeah, tell your story. So yeah. you can get on there and say, hey, this is my story, and I think you can do it anonymously. Yep, absolutely. Yeah. So you can just tell your story, but it's an outlet. Hip-hop saved my life. I don't know where I would be today if I didn't have that outlet to deal with being bullied and the issues I was having growing up. So, you know, um, this teaches kids there's other ways to go besides drugs. Think, so much more than say no. The thing that excites me, do we need to take a break? No, we're we good. I'm, okay. We're, we're clearing it out. It's, it's, it, provides, it provides them with resources, too. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I was involved with a with a story with a school down in in a Bull County, where they had uh, some folks in in the uh, in the drug education world had gone into the school and spent some time in this school for a full week, and they had a you know they had a school wide you know a gathering where they had a speaker and an athlete come in and speak, and then they they spent time in the classrooms working with these kids. Educating them. Now it was in a it was in a very sterile, you know, school environment, but they were cool people that were ed- doing the education that had their had the children's attention. But at the end of the week, they had a safe hour for each class that they spoke in, and they asked the kids, "If you want, you can come and talk to a professional. No risk. Nobody's going to tell anybody. You're not going to get in trouble." But if you've got a problem and you need help or you have a friend that has a problem and needs help, come talk to us. One of the kids that came said, I don't have a problem, but my mom and dad are both heroin addicts, and I didn't know that until you all educated me. Wow. Mm. And those parents went to treatment as a result of that. Now, see, this is what FIND is really all about to me. Right. Because that's that's what it does. It gives resources. Mm. That's right. Education. Yeah. That's right. But we're also trying to give kids the skills so that they know how to talk to a friend, 
or a parent or how to ask for help. We're about changing that, reducing that stigma, right, that stops so many young kids particularly from getting the help that they need. Yeah. So we want to start the conversations. Let's talk about it. And if, if we get, you know, 20, 30% of a, a school downloading the app, then that's going to be part of the conversation. Kids, they'll know things and then they'll talk amongst themselves about it, but then they can take it back to their family, to their communities, to their neighborhoods. Right. That's really important. We want parents engaged. We want grandparents engaged. Yes. 20, 30%, that bar's low. We need to raise that bar, Jackie. Absolutely, absolutely. You're right. <laughs> There's no question about that. Yeah. So how is this being supported by the local community? And I know you had a big kickoff thing, and you spoke the other day. So that's a great question, Tom, and thank you for bringing that up because we, we do need to talk to that. So, of course, the, the mayor is behind this, obviously, and the police chief. The business community is getting behind it. Uh, we are currently, you know, working with Commerce Lexington and talking to them about our initiative, and we hope that they will be, you know, speaking to this soon, very soon. We've got to go through the proper channels with them. But the, the business community as a whole or an individual, philanthropic individual, can get behind this simply by doing three things. I'm going to say three, and then you are probably going to correct me. Number one, if you want to volunteer your time to help move this initiative forward, please contact us because we we need energy out there we need ground troopers number two if you want to write a check through you know to support some of the program rewards that we provide these kids that's a big deal and then the business community not only can you help us financially but you can help us with your products if you want to make right. donations that we can use as a part of this program now what did i leave out there guys well, you want to go first? I do have something um, um, that I want to say, but I want you to go. No, you got it. <laughs> no, you got it. <laughs> um, what, one thing that, that I've noticed, and, you know, I mentioned this when we did our first kind of think tank session about six months ago, um, that I think is important because a lot of it I think is um, a misconception um, that I want to clear up, but I think also um, – is something that needs to be said. I, I know, um, obviously, being African-American, that um, a little bit of the pushback um, with all of this money, funding, and attention that's being brought to this opioid crisis, which, let's be clear, it's affecting all of our kids. Mm -hmm. These drugs don't care what color you are. Yeah. Um, but I think a lot of African-Americans um, are a little hesitant because we saw um, the cocaine and the heroin epidemic in the 80s um, become criminal criminalized. Um, those people were they needed apps like this. They needed funding yeah. to come in yeah. and help people with trauma. And it was almost like these poor brown and black people were essentially just left to die. So a lot of people are like, where was this in the 80s and 90s? This is a, a white drug, you know, now that's affecting yeah. white kids. Yeah. Now we're yeah. putting this money in it. And I do think that there's some valid truth, you know, to that emotion. Um, but I would also tell my brothers and sisters that, you know, this drug is killing all of our kids. So we don't want kids today to die because of mistakes that were made 20, 30 years ago. Good point. Because I think that... Um, we have a right to feel that way um, because I felt like millions 
of our brown and black kids were, were kind of left to die in these poor trauma-riddled communities. Locked but, up. Th- right. But that doesn't mean that kids today have to die. And this isn't a white drug. This isn't a bl- So, you know, I've also been working to try to get my community engaged, but I know that that's been one of the barriers. So it's just about education because I think that is the misconception that it is just a a, a, a drug that is affecting rich white kids. And it's not. It's no. affecting all of us. And 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 I want to save all of our I kids. I think in a way there aren't as many racial barriers with kids these days as there used to be. I mean, black kids, white kids, they all hang out together in many cases. A lot more. Yes. I agree more, with that. And the culture is a lot more flattened out. Mm-hmm. You got everybody listening to the same music. It's all hip hop or what have you. Mm-hmm. And um, so that should make it easier to get through some of those racial barriers. Yeah, to some degree. it is. But it's, you know, one thing I've learned and we talk about trauma, you know, um, I was talking w- with my daughter, um, you know, if somebody is abused or, you know, physically abused in a relationship or, um, you know, God forbid, you know, raped or something traumatic happens mm-hmm. to them, you know, a few years passes. And when they get in another relationship, that trauma may impact their next relationship if they haven't been able to completely deal and heal. And sometimes it takes years, but that person needs treatment. So what some communities have went through in this country, 80s and 90s, right? People have dealt with trauma, but they weren't given a chance to heal and they weren't treated. That's why you see some of those emotions surfacing in 2020. We never treated that trauma that they dealt with so they're lashing out so i think it's you know we can be sympathetic empathetic to those communities and i think acknowledging that is important um but then also letting them know um that we're trying to right the wrongs Mm. we're not going to let this epidemic go untreated and i think that that's important we're talking about fend yes the movement fuel energy full energy no drugs (laughs) the movement yes and it's it's designed to help young people make wise choices concerning drugs. They've developed an app that goes on your phone that you can uh, go through and 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 do things. And there's backing to it also. Yes. The the website, if you want to learn more, folks, preventum dot com. Preventum.com, and then you'll see the big fend up there on bold letters. And the thing that I think that makes this so unique is we're taking an instrument, the cell phone, which can be a problem for a lot of our youth because everybody wants to be validated today and Facebook likes and all that stuff. That's right. That can be very negative and et cetera in attacking the problem with somewhat of the enemy. And I kind of like that. Pure. Been listening to the Tom Dupree Show. We appreciate Jackie Burgess and Divine Karama for being here today and talking about Finn. And we wish you all the best with the with the uh, effort. Thank you. Thank you. It's the Tom Dupree Show News Radio 630 WLAP.